Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Joe Shimoto, the first ever overall race winner of a Super Motocross event. The first ever SMX 450 race, it goes to Chase Sexton. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Title 24, presented by NBC Sports. I'm Ricky Carmichael, my co-host, Ryan Villapoto, alongside of me. Uh, before we get going, like always, we got to thank our fantastic sponsors, uh, United Motorsports, Quad Lock Case, and Boxo. Great partners. Make sure you guys check them out. And uh, man, a lot to talk about uh, today. Uh, I'm excited for this show because uh, certainly was a plot twist with some results. Wasn't what I was expecting. Um, I definitely think that I have to rethink what this playoff is, uh, how the playoffs are going to work out. Uh, but nevertheless, it was fun. RV, you were there this weekend doing RDL. You crushed it. Um, so oh, thank you, dude. How was it? Did you did you enjoy yourself? Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. It was um, it was awesome to be, you know, there at Charlotte for that inaugural round. Um, I think it had a really good, um, yeah. you know, atmosphere. Uh, the, I mean, the stadium was filled up. I thought the track raced um, really well. Uh, just the whole event itself was really good. And then, yeah, I jumped on RDL for, for these last three rounds, right? So we did right. did uh, Charlotte, so Chicago coming up this weekend, and, uh, and then L.A. So uh, that was good. Enjoyed it. That's good. Uh, overall, what did you think of of the track, the event? Like, do, do you think it was a success? I do. I do think it was a it was a major success. And you know, yeah. like I had only ever heard of. Um, I've really never spent any time in Charlotte, for that matter, nor at the drag strip or the NASCAR track, right? So pulling in in the rental car, you got to drive right in, and and then yeah, you're at the four lane wide drag strip there, and they yeah. built this track. So really cool to see how it all came together. Um, mm -hmm. It was really awesome, right? Motorhome camping all out on the on the outside. Um, so as from the from the fans' perspective, we had camping this weekend there there at Charlotte, and we also have it at Chicago. And uh, you know, I think that adds a really cool element to Supercross that we've never had. Yeah, you know, dude. and then we go to the event itself, right? And the event yeah. itself was when it seemed like it went off without a hitch, and we had some hell of a good racing. Oh, dude, it was so good! Like I like the format, so like the format too. And I think I, I, I you and I were talking about it. I, I like the two moto format, the shorter, the shorter motos, which is twenty plus one, both the same for the uh, two fifty and the four fifty. I thought it was a success as far as that goes. By the way, we got super lucky with the weather. So the weather got. <laughs> Yeah, they they were, uh, were we must be living right because it was supposed to pour. There was there were storms all around us, and uh, you know, so I, I was pumped on that. And to your point, a uh, massive shout out to the fans, dude. When I was driving in on um, Friday and then even Saturday, just the vibe was so unreal and epic. People were loving it. People were camped out, and it just had like that weekend vibe. It wasn't just a a Saturday Supercross race. It was, yeah, they made like an event out of it a whole weekend. So I loved, I loved the feel. 
of it from a fan's perspective. So massive, massive thanks to, to our great fans, but nevertheless, it was, uh, I think for the inaugural, uh, playoff SMX playoff, it was, it, it went well, great job to MX sports and, uh, Feld motorsports. They did, they did a fabulous job. Uh, let's just, I think we crack into it, dude. Yeah, let's do well, it. For, uh, well, let, let's start with the 450 and <laughs> I, I, I just I, I'm kind of speechless right now because that was <laughs> something I wasn't expecting from Jet Lawrence. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, um, you know, coming off of I mean, literally this whole season, outdoor season, we've been talking about, you know, Jet's performances and going 22 and 0. And and, you know, we had, we're right here now we're looking at the split start coming off the line. And, and, you know, honestly, I kind of I think I mentioned this to you at dinner on on Saturday night, like. What was it that the, you know, the pressure of keeping number one, the biggest, you know, is winning the champ outdoor championship and then keeping that streak alive and keeping that going. Um, you know, for the guys that are watching on YouTube right now, we're getting to watch the, watch this first moto out here. We got Kenny going yeah. by and then we have Jason Anderson, you know? So, but my question was, is, is the pressure of that series, why we kind of saw maybe uh, an off Jet Lawrence here at Charlotte, you know, kind of the, just the deflation of the, all that air and all that buildup that's happened over, over 11 rounds of outdoors. And then, and then not to mention hitting home runs every single weekend he showed up and now it was, it's over, it deflated. And then he had to come back and put it, not to say he's not going to come back for next, this next weekend, but it was it was uncharacteristic of Jet this weekend and what we saw. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I don't I don't have a rhyme or reason. I mean, he talked about it a little bit after the second uh, after the second moto, you know, about the suspension and maybe they were a little stiff on 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 the suspension side of things. Which I you know I I want to get on into the suspension side of things and what I think the the riders and teams should consider. But definitely, it was I wasn't expecting that. I, I certainly wasn't, but dude, mad props to the other guys. I mean, we talked about it at dinner on Saturday. Dude, Sexton was on another level. That was an absolute epic ride. He, from, he, right? he totally, yeah, you know, he totally was. And, you know, for for the ones that have listened to the show from start to, to where we're at right now, like we, we you know, we, myself and, and Ricky, you, we've been pretty hard on Chase. And now's the time to, to be putting all the limelight on Chase right now. I mean, he yes. was able to, to go out there and win both motos and mm -hmm. dominantly, right? Like nobody could even sniff him out there. So, I mean, it, it was a, it was basically, it was Jet doing what Jet did in outdoors, but switching numbers and switching the rider, right? And it's the same motorcycle, right? So it was interesting to see that that Jet it was able or uh, um, uh, Chase was able to come out and and just blow the doors off it like that. That was really cool to see. Yeah, it was, and you know what? Uh, you 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 mentioned it uh, about we've been we've been pretty critical of him. I mean, most people have. Um, yep, I think it 100%, was it, rightfully it was not, so. We, yeah, right, rightfully so. Um, he was the one that was making the mistakes, not us, and we have to point that out to our viewers and, and listeners. But nevertheless, we have a soundbite um, of of Chase and on the podium talking about that. Yeah, definitely. I was in the zone today. I know what I'm capable of when I'm comfortable, and I've been comfortable since I got back on Supercross. So, had to prove my point today. Um, gotten a lot of uh, hate in the last uh, couple months, but I know what I'm capable of, and uh, this is uh, where we should be. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think it. And 
dude, it's not hate. We, I mean, I don't, I have no reason to hate the guy. It's just be more uh, being critical and in, in critiquing and and breaking down where the mistakes are happening, and that's what our job is to do and and talk about it and. And yeah, so it definitely wasn't hate, but it was, uh, we were being critical and it wasn't just us. No, a hundred percent. I think we were critical. And, and I think that's because we know the potential that Chase has in him. Yeah. There's only, a, there's only an odd few that, that out there, um, yeah. that, that, that we can hold to that standard. Yeah. I mean, he just, and, and, but it was cool to see. So I, this is where I, I love to praise him is how, he had those issues in the promoter cross championship, but then he never gave up. He kept going and going mm. and going. And dude, you've been in certain situations where you've had your back against the wall and things weren't great. And we're watching, you know, for the for people just listening, we're watching him right now, just sailing away in the lead, coming up to the checkers and, and, and moto one. It was just a complete dominant performance. Didn't he never looked like he was on the edge, never looked like he was about to crash. I mean, there was a couple moments, but uh, and then here again, watching moto two on the pass that uh, he made on Kenny, you know, he was mm. sitting there, sitting there, didn't force it. And then there's that right-handed off camber just before the uh, sand section. Kenny goes to the outside, boom, Chase goes right to the inside and is able to make a quick pass. So, you know, I think that, you know, we knew that he was capable of this stuff and it's, I, Hey, he put on a, he put on a freaking clinic and he's my favorite. He's my favorite going into Chicago and he earned it. He earned it. So I'm excited to see what happens going into Chicago actually, and how some of these riders are going to uh, going to respond. I I agree, and and the crazy part about going into Chicago now we have now we have double points going into Chicago. So as the series goes on, as in normal series, when it's just normal points every single weekend are normal the way we normally score ourselves is pressure builds. Now yeah. it really really builds because now this next this Chicago land is going to be fifty points for overall points going towards the to, towards the SMX uh, finals, right? So the championship. So, and then it goes 75. So it's, it's going to get pressure cooker and then it's going to, it's going to really get into the pressure cookers, cooking situation yeah. towards uh, LA, right? Because it's, yeah. it's 75 points on the line. Yeah. So I, so going into the playoffs, like my strategy, I'm like, okay, well, what, like the keys of the race or like, what, what do you need to do this? How do you need to approach? I mean, we all know that everyone has to be consistent. I mean, you got to show up, especially in the double points, triple rounds, but I'm like, I was thinking like, man, it'd be good to, you want to start the, you want to start the playoffs with a bang, you know, go one, one, that would be really, really good. Right. Step, start off on the right foot. But then I got to thinking, I'm like, you know what, actually, yes, it would be good to start up, you know, start the playoffs on a good foot. But if you're going to, you know, if you're going to have a mulligan, it's going to, you, you want it on that first round because it's only single point. So it kind of made me rethink my strategy. So there's pressure for a guy like Jet and the guys that didn't do well uh, to come into this next round. It's it's more opportunity. I think the, the the pressure switches more. There's more pressure on a guy like Sexton because now you know you can't recover from these mistakes. And he was so good at the first at the first playoff race. I, I think like my strategy my strategy has changed because of what hmm. you know. Like if you're gonna throw one away. 
this past. You want weekend. it to be that first. It, it, you want it to be round one, hundred. Yeah, when I wasn't even thinking that until yeah. after the race started playing out, I'm like, dude, actually, if you're gonna have a bad weekend, this is the weekend to have it. This is yeah, exactly. Um, we got some um, um, fan questions, and this guy. Well, NJP, we appreciate you, NJP. So you've been you've been a loyal watcher, viewer, listener, however you're watching the podcast. We appreciate you. He has a good question about Ken Roxon. He asks, is Roxon's early race pace always at the sacrifice of the end of the race? What do you think about that? Mm. Think? Um, well, I, JP, I, I, I would just have to go on. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on the limb and say it's, I know Kenny's fit, but I don't know if he's, um, as the laps run down, we have two motos now, they're a little bit shorter. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's a little bit of a fitness thing. Um, and especially that he hasn't been behind the gate as much as he probably should have or wanted to be. Um, you know, he only popped in for high point, right? So he hasn't been behind the gate very much. And we all know there is no replicating a race, um, your heart rate in a race, your, your mental fitness in a race, um, and, and, and everything else that comes along with being at a, at a race at that level. So I would say I'm hoping to see Chicago a little bit better and then also L.A. as he gets behind the gate. And we have three weekends in a row to race. Yeah, I think uh, I, uh, I, I support what you just said 100 percent. I couldn't have said it any better. You're uh, you're right. Um he, yeah, he, de he definitely, he seemed like he was laboring a little bit there. Uh, the second moto sitting down, you can just kind of see, see how his style. So there's probably, you know, that, that tempo that he's riding um, early on like that. Certainly you're going to feel the burn a little bit later on in the moto. And the thing about it is, is we, we've talked about it. These small, these shorter races, guys like Sexton and Jet, they aren't going to get tired. So if you can't no. maintain that gap, that five second gap, and there you got it. You have to go the whole the whole distance. Otherwise, they're just going to gobble you up. Um, next question this is pretty good. This was from uh, 902 underscore Nick. Do you think Jet is relieved now that he doesn't have the pressure of being undefeated? Take it away, my man. I mean, I think there is. The, yes, I do believe that there's some sort of pressure that's been relieved of. OK, now it's it's over this. I, I don't have to keep this streak up. I don't have to keep this these moto wins going. Um, but I also think it's a little bit of a critical situation, too. And, and why I say critical, not necessarily critical for, for as a for the racing, but for mentally on his side, like now he's this is going to be a rebound weekend in. And right. I'm not saying he's not going to rebound, but th his next move on the chessboard is a is a major rebound this weekend to to you show him. You think he needs to win this weekend? Because I do. I I do think he needs to win, and I and if he doesn't end up winning, he needs to run it to the checkered flag with with whoever's winning. If it's Chase, he needs to be in an all out dogfight to the finish to let to to also let him know. Okay, hey, that was just that was a buy. My round mm -hmm. one at Charlotte was a buy weekend for you, so. So I'm back. So that's okay. what I think he needs to do. Perfect. Um, Lynn and Reason, uh, why do you think Dylan Ferrandez hasn't picked up, uh, hasn't been picked up by a team? Well, we talked about it. We talked about this in the situation to where, uh, you know, he was in and Justin Cooper and now Justin Cooper has announced he got the 450 ride um, that Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team 
well-deserved. I think we talked about it. What is it? A few episodes ago, how from a business standpoint and money going out, they probably got Justin for a bit cheaper. So business-wise, it was it was it was probably a, a good move, and and Justin's going to do probably pretty good for the amount of money that um, they probably got him for. He's you know he's pretty pretty consistent. He gets great starts. He's low maintenance, and that's that's my opinion. What, what why do you think I, I 100% agree. I think you're, I think Dylan is, is, you know, call it getting a little bit older. Um, I know he's a 450 champion outdoors, um, a lights champion also, but yeah. um, he has some, he, he definitely is a little bit inconsistent the last, you know, year, this last year hasn't been going as well as he liked. And also too, I think uh, what you mentioned about being, you know, uh, easy to work with, um, I think Justin in that position, in Justin's position, I think he's going to be very easy to work with. And you have an ex-champion that things aren't going his way. And he, I think that's going to be a harder situation to make happy, right? So I, I do think that that you're, you're correct. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Dylan did great this weekend. He rode really well. I mean, he, he rode well at the end of the Pro Motocross Championship as well. I think that they got the bike working for him a little bit better. Um, I... I think that it, I think he's going to end up at HEP Suzuki. That's like that's what my that's what that's what my gut that's what my gut tell me. I don't know that. I've heard some rumblings about it. I think that everyone else is full at this point. Honda is, Cowie is, KTM is. I think I think Husky is right. Gas Gas they got Barsha. So I I don't honestly I think HEP is the only only team out there that has the room for another second, uh, second 250 guy. So, or 450 guy, pardon me. Yep. Well, I think, I think that's where he lands. Like I said, I don't know that I'm not trying to. And like, Ricky, Ricky, honestly, I think that's, that's a good move actually. Look, do you, you like looking, that move? Brian? I, well, I, 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 the reason why, well, number one, it's is probably his only move, right? So you got to yeah. look at it as being a good move if you want to keep right. racing. But I also do look, you can see Kenny's putting that motorcycle up front. He was third this weekend. Um, high point went really, really well for him. Good starts. Um, yep. Good starts. He's got a win this season in, in back in Supercross. So yep. the bike is there. Yes, it's is it's an older platform. Yes, you know it's 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 not as developed as 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 the motorcycles that are out there today. But it's still getting itself up on the podium. So I think Dylan trying to you know kind of resurrect his career, you know, find that happy place. I think with That's the right. freedom that that team is going to offer offer him is is what he needs um yeah. I, I i you know going against the grain on a you know a satellite team or a factory team as you know as everybody knows or you know like we know it, it doesn't work that well swimming up against swimming upstream doesn't work so but at a no. at a at a privateer mm -hmm. team like that or a satellite team that can call their call most of their shots or all of their shots i think he would jive well there yeah i do i do so uh, thank you for Len and uh, Len and Reason. <clears throat> thank you for that. That was a good question. Um, one person I do want to mention, <clears throat> and I only I think that it isn't just for this rider. I think it's for a lot of riders. Um, Cooper Webb on the new team. Um, I I don't believe the box score is a reflection on just how well he rode and and how good the weekend went, all things considered. And so that 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 that's kind of like, he's a topic, you know, he's a past two time supercross champion. We, we have to talk about him, but I think he's better than what he showed. He just looked, he looked comfortable, comfortable on the bike. It was a tough pass, a uh, tough track to pass on. Uh, we all saw yep. that. 
And so that I, I feel like there was a lot of riders that were in that situation that were, were better than what their what their finishes show just with how the with how the track race. So, you know, I'm not going to put I'm not I'm not just because he didn't post a good score and good finish. I'm not going to I don't like I'm not freaking out like, oh, my goodness, he's mm -hmm. not, no good on the bike. I mean, that that's just what I think. What do you think? I agree. I know Coops, I mean, from, from, uh, you know, I've watched some interviews and stuff, uh, from the weekend and yeah, sure. He wasn't stoked on. I think he, I think he rode well. Um, you know, there was a lot of top guys the track was, that was one of the things I made, uh, you know, made a note on was, was I heard some stuff at rumblings about, you know, track being hard to pass on. Um, so with a bad start, you know, like that track was, was, you definitely had to think, and you had to be able to eat roost either till somebody made a mistake or they, or they left a little, left the door open just a little bit. So, um, it mentally, it's tough to be ride behind somebody and just eat roost for 15 minutes and then, you know, be able to make a pass. So you got to start up front. So no, I, I think we're going to see some better things coming from Coop. Um, yeah. you know, there's probably a lot of first race jitters back on that bike, new motorcycle and race, race performance, and, race conditions that he yeah. hasn't he hasn't felt in a few and you, years you know. and you dude and you talked about it just you know at the beginning of the show you know nothing simulates going out and racing you can put as yep. many hours and laps on the test track and try to get it as close and, and pretend uh to be in a race situation but just nothing nothing is is ever like being being behind the gate before we go to the 250s, let's uh, thank some sponsors, uh, give them some love. Again, United Motorsports, uh, they are in six locations. They have six locations throughout uh, Kentucky and Ohio. Go check them out. I'm actually um, doing an adventure ride with my boss, our boss from United Motorsports, Ray Butts. Um, so he's out here enjoying the ride. We're uh, up here in, uh, Jeff's, with Jeff Stanton doing his adventure ride, uh, a ride that he hosts and uh, puts on adventure rides. So check him out, Jeff Stanton Adventures. It's pretty cool. So, uh, But nevertheless, United Motorsports, check them out. Um, they got everything you need online. Uh, Boxo USA, fantastic tool company. Um, their lifetime guarantee is awesome. So super easy. If something goes wrong with your tool, just send them a picture. Boom, they'll send you a new uh, new tool. That it's, it's it's that simple. And then of course quad lock. So quick quad lock story. It rained all day, and quad lock makes this um, this adapter for your um, for the perch the perch mount that I have or the the mount that I have for my phone. And it's a wireless um, chart or no oh. oh waterproof charger and i forgot the that, that adapter at my house so i wasn't able to uh have a waterproof adapter and phone charger uh so i was a little bit bummed about that but nevertheless check out quadlock um great company great uh great people there too they're pretty uh, younger guys and they are super super uh motivated and energetic and great company so check them out all right dude 250 class um, Joe Shimoda picking up where he left off. Do we want to talk about Joe first or do we want to talk about Hunter Lawrence? What do we want to talk about? Uh, let's go right into Joe, man. I think he's, you know, he had a, <laughs> had a stellar weekend, you know, I think he, I mean, his outside pass on, or I think it's right here, Tom, VL, yeah. right here. He just major power move, right? Like just around yep. the outside, set him up. Tom thought he was going to be going up the inside, going to protect it, but here he comes on the outside, right? So 
it was a it was an awesome move. It was really good to see him, you know, back up there because I think he was a he his outdoor season um, Supercross also was was kind in, in my opinion a little disappointing. I was ex- I was expecting and hoping that we would see him up, you know, fighting for more more wins through outdoors and Supercross. So to see him see him back up here riding really really well is really good to see. Um, Tanner Mullions ten. He asks, uh, Tanner asks, can Joe Shimoda keep up the momentum? I think he can. I, I personally think he can. He looks good. I, I think he I think he brings it on the next. I, I do. I don't know if we're going to see more one ones like that, but I think I think Jed is or uh, uh, Joe has found himself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, he's got his mojo back, right? So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say these next two rounds, we're gonna see him fighting up inside the you know top three most of the time. Um, that's, that's what I'm predicting or hoping for. Uh, I like how you said, uh, talk about the one, one because, uh, yeah. Zoe underscore moto X 22 asks who is more likely to go one, one in Chicago Hunter or Hayden. I don't think anyone's going one, one. In Chicago. I don't think anybody's going one, one. Yeah. But I made a mistake. Hayden, that's right. Hayden won moto one and Joe won moto two. Um, yeah. you know, but nonetheless, a great ride for Joe, but no, I don't think anybody it, it, in this format um i think with with the tracks being you know um a not little a bit more narrow not a lot of not separation. a lot of separation not a lot of separation being that they are one line and, and i don't want to say one line as a bad way because look go yeah. look at our other either other forms of racing for example go and look at the same form of racing which is mxgp a lot of those tracks over there are very 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 one line and they figure out how to pass we're just used to tracks like unadilla and these big places where we where we can, where we can really let it open up and take different lines. Well, now this is, this is very strategy or um, really mentally and physically hard to, to make things stick and pass on a track like this. So I, I look at it as a, as almost a benefit. It makes the start even that much more critical. Yeah, I agree with you. There's so much on a line, so much at stake. And I think, you know, even what, what the, uh, the winner gets 50 grand, that's, that's what the winner gets. Uh, that's the purse money per race. And then, and then the 450 guys get a hundred thousand. So you're thinking about that. You know, I just, there's, there's so much incentive on the line and these guys, like you could see the importance of it and uh, of, of how, how special and the op, what the opportunity at hand for these riders. So I agree with you. I think in the 250 class, those guys, it's like, we talked about it a million times on this show. It is like musical chairs in the 250 class, you know, so I don't think that you're going to see a one-one. I I could be wrong. It would be whoever does it. Congratulations, you're a bad man because it's going to be tough to do it mm. um, in the playoffs. Let's talk about Hunter, bro. That was a, I mean, him and Justin Cooper really. Coop didn't do do much either. It's like, but that yeah. was just, that was that was weird on Hunter, dude. Like, I don't, it was off uh, both, both Lawrence's, I think just off weekend. Right. And I, I can't sit here and, you know, uh, tell you why, but, um, Hunter with two, two very costly mistakes, you know, we're watching the, the, the start right now coming off the split start, each of them yep. coming back onto the start straight. And, you know, he pushes the front wheel in this, in the first moto, um, you know, and it just, it meant he pushed that front wheel. I bet you if you went and actually measured where he started, where you watched on film, 
um, where he starts to push the front wheel. There's that, there it is right there. there it is. Like it's a long ways. Like, I, so I got to ride the pit bike race of, of yeah. all, of all stuff out there. And we actually rode this part of the track. We rode, uh-huh. um, as they come out of the stadium over the, over the tabletop and the, the tunnel yeah. jumping. And it was very, you thought by visually looking at the track, even in the main line that it had some grip, yeah. that it really had some good grip, but it did not have good grip. It's, it, it was okay to a certain extent. And as soon as you, once the tire broke loose, it would just go like it was on like a bar of soap. It was just very, it would just start to slide. So just major mistake, you know, and in both of those, and it, that was his weekend, both of those crashes. I like, um, I, I just, yeah, like for me, like, and then he, he almost crashed. No, he did crash in the second moto. So I didn't even see where he was met. He messed up and made that mistake. The first moto in the start. Well, this is the so second start. This is the second yeah. start right here. Here is moto two. All right. Same thing. Push, push, push. And then he drops it. It's almost a carbon copy of what happened in, in the first moto. And I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a, it's a pro motocross championship hangover. We've taught, you know, there's been talk about, talk about that when you you're grinding it out all season long and then you get that championship and just, you know, maybe, you know, maybe mentally he wasn't all there, you know, or maybe yeah. because the track, maybe because the track was, you know, so close, there wasn't a lot of things that you could do different. Maybe he was overriding, but certainly it was it was out of character from what we saw basically all you know in the supercross and motocross from both the both the brothers this is unbelievable yeah no it's it definitely it's it's a turn of events for sure coming off of uh, the outdoor season that they both had but like we did talk about you know like jet i think they're they're both of them um and you know we're talking hunter right now but the the power move is to come back here at chicago and brush all that off right we just we just went over what race do we want to you know, give up. You said your strategy has changed. It's going to be that first one. Well, there's their buy round one. Yeah, you're their buy for sure. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Right. So I think Hunter for his power move is to show back up and look, we're all human, right? Like at at 22 and 0, 24 and 0, whatever it is, we're going to lose one sooner or later. It's just bound to happen. So um, I'm looking towards Chicago to see both of them, what, what the rebound is, because that's, that's going to be the power move. Yeah, for sure. Um, dude, uh, Vial did good too. Um, yeah. Great one. I mean, he he was good all weekend long. So, uh, yep. Ryder D got third in the second moto. Yeah, yeah. He rode yeah. strong. Great to see that. I like I like seeing guys like him that you know come from Europe, have to go through Supercross. I mean, dude, you know how gnarly Supercross is. Just for people like you and I, who were born and raised in the states and kind of had some supercross influence. And then you got a guy like Tom Vial just basically is thrown into the hornet's nest. Um, so, so I, I'm happy to see him doing well because mentally I feel like someone like him who is used to having a lot of success and comes over here and just, you know, it's, it's a lot for supercross. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it'd be tough on you mentally if, if you can't come out and win and, and do what you want to do. And, and then, and then just to make it out safe, um, I'm, I'm happy to see Tom, Tom doing well because he is a champion and, um, you know, I just, I like seeing guys make it, man. So good for him. Yeah, no, it's good. Riding really well. Yeah. Um, one, one thing that was really cool. Another thing we talked about this breakout rides, right? Hayden had his early on. He was able to get over that hump in his, in his professional career this past season. I loved what I saw from Ryder D the second moto. 
you could see mm -hmm. the emotion on his um on his face um after after that race and i just have to think that everything that has gone on on with him the last let's just say two or three years starts to come back you know there he is right here you can see yep yep he had said you know he's used to winning right and i think that is that is something that he's been in a, in a very unfamiliar spot so it is it is um you know and, and he's had an exceptional amateur career oh, like dude. literally since won. he was like three years old bro <laughs> exactly so to be in a slump like that you know like um is is definitely hard but the kid is you know working hard he's he's really he's trying to turn it around you know so it was really good because that it's literally you could have everything all the pieces could be there and you're missing just that the weekend piece and sometimes the weekend piece is the hardest hardest piece to to grab and, and put into the puzzle and now that i feel like he's he's done that i'm hoping and i and i think we'll see you know his his riding even get better because i think he's he's also he's confidence driven a lot of these these younger age kids um that we see coming up now like joe right. for example like you know totally off supercross off outdoors till the very end now we see yeah. him catching that wave you know so very confidence-based driven um you know and i see like him with that third i feel like that's gonna that that should help him turn this turn, well, turn right. his pro career yeah you know, kind of get yeah. up on that get up on step and now he knows like running up front for those 20 minutes, like, you know, I just, I would think that he like, you're like, crap, dude, he's learning, you know, and he's like, okay, I, now I can run this speed. I know where I need to be. I know how I, I like, I basically gotten over the hump. So now he can go work on that and have that intensity during the week of practicing. And then he's able to bring that same speed here to Chicago. So I love that. Another, mm -hmm. another thing kind of like, his story and how well he did this weekend is like, I'm happy for him. I want to see these young kids, you know, get, make it over that hump, you know, and, and, and have the success that we all thought that they could and know that mm -hmm. they can do since they, since they were a young kid. So a lot to look forward to, uh, come right. Chicago time, right? Dude, let's give away some product, uh, a little quad lock question of the week. I love this. This is a, fantastic fantastic question um we could i think it's going to be subjective like the the answer can be subjective i don't i think a lot of people are going to be like i don't know if i agree with you on this but nevertheless this is why we picked it um so the question um are buchanan 972 Appreciate you being a um, supporter of RVNI and Title 24 and tuning in. And we appreciate the, um, the question. So here it is. Jet is significant, significantly mentally stronger than the rest of the field. I'm not sure Tomac is even on this level. Can this skill be learned or is it just natural, especially at such a young age? You want it? You want to go? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a crack at it. Go for um, it, brother. I think Jet is is very mentally strong, and I think um, I think coming his his road to getting here has made him that strong. But I also think I'm not going to sit here and say he's he's stronger than Eli or or Eli stronger than him. I think what Jet right now has has tons of confidence. I'm going to I'm going to agree with you there. But I think he's also his he he knows that 
this helps his confidence too. He knows that his, that his technique and his, where his riding's at right now is, is substantially better than most of those guys. Now we haven't seen him put into a situation where he is racing somebody like Eli, right? Like that is, that's going to be coming up, right? We're going to see that this, this, this next season mm-hmm. and racing somebody. And I hope, and I hope, I hope for everybody's sake that Eli comes back to, to his, his form or better than he was to see Jet and him. And mm-hmm. along with everybody else down that roster list, come right. out swinging, you know, in next year, next, next year's Supercross season, because I think that's going to be amazing to see those two, for example, because He's pretty much the only one that we've that Jet hasn't raced yet, so he's right. the only one with the question mark on him. Yeah, I mean, and that, I think that Eli, I think him and Eli are going to have some. They're going to have some all-out, oh, you know, drag-out yeah. fights. Yeah, and you know what, dude? If if Chase keeps going, if if Chase backs up the <laughs> performance in Chicago, like he like he rode in Charlotte, which was awesome. Um, I think I think Jet's going to have his hands full. But uh, to your question, um, to the to the quad lot question of the week, I, I'm with you, too. I don't I'm not going to sit up here and say that he's any better uh, mentally than Eli. You brought up a great point, And I didn't even think about this is like he, Jet knows that, he, you know, his skill level, what he can do on a bike. So that gives him the confidence. Um I want to break it down, though, as far as, you know, can can you teach something like that? I think mm-hmm. that you can teach mental toughness. I do, and I can only speak for myself on this, but I I don't think that I ever worked on my mental game as far as like away from the motorcycle and I didn't I never went to see anyone or talk to anyone, you know, like no professionals to to help me like no no therapists or stuff like that. I just I don't know if I was lucky. I feel like you were the same way too, RV, like we we just go out there. We race as hard as we can. We want to win, and that that's and we we just try to find a way to do it. And I just think it's something that we we were born with. At least that's what it was for me. You know, like I I never had to talk myself into telling myself that I was being good or or I or I'm good. I just I think I was lucky. I just think I was I I had mental strength out of the gate. You know from ever since I was a little kid and I, and no one taught me that. Now I yeah. did, I did do things during the week to like if my practice routines and stuff like that. I, it, it would help me feel more comfortable going into the week and knowing that I had a great week of training and practicing. So my, my chance of doing my best and winning this weekend are going to be really high because I had a great week of prep, you know, but I don't, so that, that helped me mentally, but aside from that, I, I still wasn't like, I wasn't scared that I wasn't, I, or I was, I didn't want to get beat. I shouldn't say I wasn't scared, but I, I still feel like I was mentally strong. Yep. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. And I think, I think there's mentally strong. And I also think there's athletes that like, and I can only speak for myself, for example, like, yeah, you have, you have a hundred different things running through your head. Like when, if you walk down to the stadium floor, you're sitting there in staging before we load the gate. And there's, that's when things are like, it, it things are matrix, right? There's just right. things are getting shot at you, thrown at you, like, and you're dodging all these things because you're trying to keep your head out of, you're trying to keep yourself out of your own head. Right. And that's, that's the time I think that there you, 
you almost have to, for me, I would get into a position where I would just stop thinking. Like eventually I had to just stop. Like, okay, I'm, I know what I had to do. I was down on the floor, all this stuff's coming at me. And then, okay, then I'm just more sitting down there, not visualizing what I was going to do, but also just, okay, gonna, I'm going to hit my marks. I know, I'm, I'm, pre- I'm prepared. I'm trained for this. This is what I'm going to do. And eventually I would just shut it off and I would go to the line and, and, 30 second board would go up and your, your heart rate's just clicking off at like 160 before the gate even drops. But at that point, that's where you have to almost just like black out and you just yeah. have to say it comes down to strictly um, uh, feel and, and just your routine. you this gate has dropped, you know, a million times in front of you. You got to leave the line. And those are the only things that should be running through your head. So for me, that's, that's what I would do. So I think, um, mentally strong is also somebody that can stay out of their head and just stop thinking. Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. And be, and also, you know, be super and, and be intuitive on your thinking and know that you're making the right ch- choice and not, not second guessing your decisions. Cause that'll drive you crazy. And you know, yep. that, overthinkers that, that, overthinking something is some of the, is, is some of people's biggest problems is thinking of a scenario over and over and over. Right. And half the time it changes halfway through and then you're like lost at the end of it. Like just overthink, overthinking a, a subject is a problem. So you got to be able to shut it off. Big Rick always used to tell me, he said, if you think long, you think wrong, son. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's yeah. It's just a pro tip from my dad, Big Rick, you know, it's like never said anything, but when he said something like, mm, okay. So that, yeah, that was, a, <laughs> that was a tip, free tip for everyone tuned into title 24 from Big Rick. Uh, thanks, RB Cannon, uh, 972. Um, just DM us uh, on uh, Title 24's Instagram page, and we will set you up with Quad Lock. Get you all dialed in, and uh, when you get it, let us know how you like it. I'm sure you will not be disappointed. That's for sure. Let's do a little promo. Just tell you guys what's on NBC Sports this weekend. It's going to be a good one. There you can see it, SMX Insider, always with Weege and JT. That's 2 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. And then NASCAR Xfinity Series is at Bristol. Bristol, baby, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. That's on USA. Race Day Live this week starts at 2.30. Um, practice and qualifying Peacock. Um, RV will be on that. And then uh, 7 o'clock um, is the Cup race, and that'll be Saturday as well. That's on USA. And Super Motocross World Championship, we will be there. That is on Peacock, starts at 7.30. And uh, Sunday is the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Battle on the Bricks, that's at 1 p.m. Eastern Sunday on NBC. So a lot to look forward to. Like I said, uh, check uh, RV will be uh, leading, uh, leading, it, leading us up uh, starting at 2.30 for uh, practice and qualifying, which will be exciting. That'll be good. I don't have to be in my. I don't have to be in my seat at six thirty this time. That's right. You you had a you had an early morning, didn't you, brother? I did. Yeah, rehearsal six thirty hey, in the morning, bro. Ah, uh, that's uh, you got to put in your time, bro. You got to put in. Your I time. know. Hey, I just thinking of that. I was leaving dinner. and I was like, dude, Ricky's been. He I think announced two or three years before I retired, and I've been retired for eight years. So like, you've been up there for a while, bro. I bet, dude. I I've been I've been up there for a minute. I've been up there for yeah. a minute. Time flies, dude. Time flies. Hey, so one thing I wanted to talk to you about, and you and I talked about this at dinner on, on Saturday, and I'm still blown away at the conversation 
that that we had and then like what you used to run at Daytona because I was just curious. Um, <clears throat> but leading to Chicago and things that I'm I'm looking forward to and I'll be watching um, at Chicago is, you know, how, how do the Lawrences um, react? Can Chase keep up that dominant performance? Um, you know, is, is, is Cooper Webb going to do a little bit better? I'll be, I'll be watching all that stuff, but the biggest thing uh, that I am, I'm interested to see what happens. And I, I, this is my opinion and maybe because this is the way I like my motorcycles. I always run myself super soft. Like if it wasn't bottoming out, it was too stiff. And I personally feel like that some of the guys got caught off guard with how rough and choppy the, the track got. I understand they need to have their suspension stiff for the super cross rhythm lanes and the jump faces because they're steeper and all that. But I think they need to strongly consider going much softer and having more of a outdoor type setting rather than full blown super cross setting. Like mm -hmm. what I heard a lot of the guys had this weekend. What, what, what's your take? Which I believe, yes. So uh, I think a lot of guys had had their supercross stuff because we everybody was a little unsure. Yes, we got to see the track map. We yeah, we know kind of where it's built, the distances of, of things like that. But but you don't know until you show up. You don't know what the transition is like. But no. So back to your point, Daytona supercross. I would run supercross stuff um, within you know a couple clicks this way, a couple clicks that way, whatever it was, softer or whatever whatever I thought we needed or you know we thought we needed, we would adjust you know, there, but as for my setup for, for Daytona was very super cross based. Um, and you know, you were telling Dude, me that's how I'd run. so gnarly, bro. I, I, I know, but I was looking, so here's how I look at it. Like I, I would, I was never very precise in certain areas. So like if I got in trouble, I knew I wanted my stuff to be somewhat stiff, kind of like that's, you know, Stu's forks were so, so stiff when he was racing. And I feel like, yes, was that track choppy? Yes, it did. Did it get rough? Yes, it, I think it did get pretty, you know, fairly choppy and rough. But um, I, I think they're going to go back to the drawing board, and I don't think they're going to reinvent the wheel. I think they're going to open some things up a little bit, maybe Dude. stiffen the bottom of the stroke up a little bit because I feel like the track was pretty fast. There were some G-outs and things like that. But, Ricky, I think I'd be running – I would be running a, a very – more leaning on the supercross side than than outdoors dude so so rv and i were talking and i'm like hey did you ever run like what was your setup at i asked him what was your setup at at daytona and he told me and then I'm like so what i always ran at at daytona was i ran my outdoor shock and i ran my supercross fork setting which was softer than most people's settings uh, and I, and I pulled the clickers out, you know, and made, made them, made, made my supercross forks a little softer because I thought that, you know, it was more outdoors. Yeah. There were some steep jumps, but I would slow down my speed on the steep jumps in anticipated anticipation of my, my suspension bottoming out because I wanted my bike to work really well and be super soft and compliant when the track got really gnarly and rutted out and it, it, it was a lot softer back in the day too. Daytona was like most of my yep. years I raced there where during the daytime, it was much more, <clears throat> the speeds were slower. 
the it was more outdoorsy ruts and the corners and it just it had more outdoor flair and in a in a few steep jumps so where the jumps were steep that's what i was saying i would just slow down and check up a little bit yeah and i just like i didn't care if my stuff bottomed out too like you're mm -hmm. not like my rule if if it's not touching the fender it's too stiff and that was <laughs> me and my, my suspension guys hated it They're like you need to if you if you stiffen it up you can go faster i'm like dude if you stiffen this thing up anymore my, the throttle is going to go the opposite way but <laughs> that's what i hear though like then you told me you raced with pretty much supercross setup at daytona and i just i don't know man i think i i don't know i just would it'd be cool to see if they consider so that's my big thing going into Chicago. It's going to be interesting to see if some of these teams make a change and what they're going to do. And hopefully we can get some Intel and they will share with us what, what they've done, hopefully. So we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see if, if they do. Um, I, I, pres I presume that we're going to see probably, this is just me going out on a limb that we're going to see. I think we're going to see Hunter. We're going to see jet. We're going to see uh, maybe Tom, um adjusting their stuff probably more than than some some of the other riders i just think that um i think they're going to be looking for something else i think they've rode on a, a tighter stuff like that um in the past in europe and things like that like i mentioned very one line smaller outdoor tracks so they might have a happy medium setting um, or maybe they ran that this weekend thinking it, and it was just the wrong setting. We don't know where that's where that's what we'll have to find out is to see what, what, what's different and see if, if yeah. the, the chassis and motorcycles look like they're handling different than they do were at, at Charlotte. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, cool brother. I'll, um, I'll see you on Friday. That's right. Yeah. I get in Thursday. Gotta, I'm going to go get me some new golf clubs down in, uh, down, just outside Chicago. Denny Hartwig is hooking me up. We're going to the pga tour driving range or something so we're gonna go hang out and probably get some beers and hit some golf balls there you go awesome awesome we're looking forward to it hey everyone watching thank you so much uh for for all of your support uh rb and i are very thankful for you guys uh remember you can always uh watch us on peacock we're on demand on peacock and of course motorsports on nbc's youtube page you can watch us there and if you can't watch us you can listen to us if you're headed to work driving to work from work or you just hanging out at home getting a workout in whatever you can listen to us on amazon music uh that has been really really cool so you can check us out there as well if you if you just want to listen to uh to our great sponsors united motorsports boxo quad lock thank you very much and uh thanks for tuning in today